when I go on stage and I sit in a chair, all the power gets removed from me. Yeah, yeah you I, should not do that. I hey. have heard that multiple, multiple times people from multiple have said. People. I heard that somebody gave you some advice as to not sit on the chair when you start your set, and you said, no, I'm the Rosa Parks of comedy. You can't tell me not to sit down. Oh, no. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that accurate? I'll, I'll have you know. I'll it's because this comedy is a hate crime. What I'll have you know that is exactly word for word. My words were after that. Yeah, but I'll put and we are back Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brief Interviews of Hideous Men. I am your host, Jez Watts. Oh my god, it is the final week of the Edinburgh Fringe, and I am emotionally checked out. Oh, I want to go home so bad. Uh, it's been like a fun fringe. It's been good. I've had two of like the best performances I have ever given uh, for like like my 45-minute show. Uh, that's been, uh, great. Not every show has been great. Uh, I had a fucking brutal, brutal gig like a few days ago, uh, where, uh, when one of the people walked out past me, like I was holding like the donation bucket, he leaned in and he went, uh, probably, uh, time to go back to Australia, eh, champ? And I was just like, yeah, you, you, you are correct, sir. Like it was a fucking sweet burn. He said it was a smile. Uh, but it was just a fucking rough gig. Like, it was actually a decent uh, donation bucket, uh, I think, just because I just think they felt bad for me. But uh, but apart from that, like, it's been it's been pretty great. I've had loads of great spots. Uh, it's been a, a super cool festival. There's loads of great comics here. Uh, Laura Davis uh, did an amazing show. I know she's a Melbourne comic, but I didn't see her uh, over there. She was great. I just saw Sean Patton, uh, who's a great American comic. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, the show was great. It was very, very good. It was very well executed. Um, but I kind of feel like when I see like a high-level comic that I haven't seen before, it's like I just want to see your hour. Like I want to see you do your stand-up. Uh, but that being said, I can totally get why you might, if you come into the Edinburgh Fringe, you're going to do a Fringe show. And he had, you know, it was just a lot of narrative elements and like emotion and pathos and stuff. And like I legitimately at one point like was had tears in my eyes. Like it was a great show. Uh, but, um, I kind of want to see your hour, you know? Uh, but it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the only problem is, you know, I'm, I'm sharing a bed, uh, with another dude, uh, that I don't know very well. And now I'm just waking up, uh, every morning cause I've been away from home. I've been away from my girlfriend, uh, and, and like there's a bunch of people in the apartment. So it's not even easy to jerk off, you know? And so every morning I wake up. And I just got this rock hard dick and I open my eyes and then there's just a fucking dude with a mustache lying opposite me. And I'm like, well, this is, that's nowhere to put it. Uh, and so, uh, I've started jerking off in the shower, which I feel weird about, um, in, in close confines and stuff like, uh, with other dudes, but it just, it needs to be done. Oh, I'm full of, full of poison. Uh, but I really want to go back home for other reasons as well. I miss my, I miss my buns. I miss my, 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 my cute little bunny rabbits. Uh, fuck man, I, 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 uh, I never really thought I would miss Perth, uh, and I guess I, I'm not sure if I miss the city, I just, I just, you know, miss, 
uh, the people, I guess, that I'm that I'm close to. I guess that that's a pretty basic uh, human thing. But like when I traveled previously, like uh, I spent a good five six years, like uh, just sort of traveling the world, like uh, during my early twenties. And uh, at that point, I guess I just didn't really have any strong like connections in Perth, maybe. And so it was very easy, or maybe this is the thing for when you're that age that that you just feel a bit more carefree and, and footloose and I don't know what it is. But uh anyway, it's been fun. Uh sold out every one of my shows so far. Uh and now I'm in the into the final week. Uh and uh it's it's good. It's it's a good festival and it's just maybe a little bit too long. Fuck man. Edinburgh is a is a pretty city. Uh, but I no longer want to be here. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to go home, uh, and, uh, and, and pound my girl, uh, and also, you know, hug her and hold her close and all that, that sweet jazz, but fuck, man, I, I, she's going to get it. She is going to get it when I get home. I tell you what. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, this is a pretty fun episode. I think there's, there's some, uh, this is maybe like a Sean Patton show in that like there's a lot of funny things in it. And then there's also some pathos. There's some serious talk. Uh, but it's, it's fun. Uh, Rory Machel, uh, Glenn Grimwood, uh, Ben Mulvey and myself. Uh, are on the episode we talk, we talk about a bunch of different things um but uh yeah i mean uh this is going to come out the start of the week uh monday oh fucking three weeks in a row like a like a pro motherfuckers getting this shit out there every week for you and your enjoyment thank you for thank you for uh listening in by the way um and uh this week um we actually we do have some like extra content if you want to like go to the infinite jest website infinitejest.com.au we talk about uh ben mulvey's uh, 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 internet ad that he like he like was an actor for, and so we, we link that there, and a, and a few other uh, bits and pieces are on there as well. If you want to see the cutest picture of anyone in the history of the world, uh, there is a beautiful picture of Mr. Ben Mulvey uh, that get that I'll, uh, I'll upload on the website. Uh, and if you don't, well, you you're just not a good person at all. Uh, but uh, you nevertheless, you deserve a great content uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> what episode is this anyway? I think it's episode 27. I might have to go re-record this if that is not correct. Episode 27 of Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Uh, I'm the Rosa Parks of comedy. Oh, and by the way, uh, it's such a huge part of doing a fringe show here in Edinburgh, particularly the Free Fringe, is the bucket speech that I've, I've never really had to do that uh, before? People just like like give money at the, at the door, you know, and then you take take that. But now, like, I, I got this whole thing incorporated in the show uh, where uh, where like I have like a big reveal, like I I have, I have like a bit about how I owe my girlfriend twelve grand, and then I do this big reveal like right before like the the closing uh, bits of the show where I revealed that the real number is $18,000, which is fucking nuts and also fucking true. Uh, and uh, let me tell you that. Uh, let me tell you what, man. Like, nothing loosens up people's purse strings. Uh, like, re- like, like them really understanding how much of a fucking charity case you are. Uh, but anyway, uh, on to the episode. I need you to buy my CDs so I can buy food. I've been a 
charity case to my fan base for years and tears at my show. Somebody buy me a ride home. Now I got something I could barter for services. Yo, don't let the major labels get word of this. Some I just want to say, like, John Robertson, I've only seen him do positive things, but I, I'm like, I like to like think of the guy like as a legend, kind of. Cause, uh, as a legend? Yeah, as like something like that I can't approach. Because, like, uh, he made fun of me one time, but while he was doing it... <laughs> Everyone made fun of you. You can't yeah, put that no, all no, no, into the legend category. No, no, this, is, this is one time, but while he was doing it, he looked exactly like Ric Flair, and I was like, man, this fucking... <laughs> this fucking... <laughs> this fucking he spent the most time in a Royal Rumble ever. Was wait, that Ric no, Flair? No, no, no. Because like, like, I was like, oh, this fucking 50-year-old dude is giving me the work. And then <laughs> I saw a picture of him, like, in real life, about, like, stage on him. He's, like, 20 and looks young, and it's just going to be well, he's not 50, dying. yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's like, also not 20. Well, I don't know. He looks young. Your hair's looking pretty big, by the way. Thanks. I can't control it anymore. I I try to put the headband I mean, on, okay. and it just curls around it. It fucking sucks. It's You've like, got it's like so I'm... much power of control over your own hair, though. Yeah, like, you can get haircuts. So you can, can style do. it. You put like these headbands in. Like, uh, who yeah. does that? That's you. Yeah, it's, but I it's le- all it's all Rory's. I learned something today, and it's that when I go on stage, I sit in a chair. All the power gets removed from me. Yeah, yeah you I, should not do that. I hey. have heard that multiple, multiple times people from multiple have said. People. I heard that somebody gave you some advice as to not sit on the chair when you start your set, and you said, "No, I'm the Rosa Parks of comedy." You can't tell me not to sit there. <laughs> oh no! Uh, is, that, is, that, is that accurate? I'll let you know. I'll it's because this comedy is a hate crime. What I'll let you know that exactly word for word. And my words right after that are, "Yeah, but I'll, I'll probably take your advice." I just wanted to say that joke because all I was thinking about while you were talking. Well, I uh, never heard that last part, and the person that gave that advice was actually quite offended. <laughs> I thought that person Maybe you should mention to that person that you're not really the Rosa Parks. But at the same time, I thought like we were having a fun conversation. I didn't know like that person. If this is if this is that person that I heard about, uh, they were pretty upset with just you sitting on a stool. (laughs) (laughs) They were not having fun with their little piece of advice. I I specifically told them to be like, oh, maybe you should just tell Rory, like, give him, some, give, him some, give him a bit of advice. And then he'd come back to me and I was like, nah, he said this, fuck it. <laughs> so I don't think he took it as a joke. I think he took uh, it as a you, disrespectful. How could, he, how could he take that seriously? Well, I'm the Rosa know. Parks of comedy because I sit down on the stool sometimes because I get nervous Maybe. on stage. Okay, Rory, I think the reason that he took it seriously is because nothing you say sounds like a joke. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. It's, it's With the agreement, it's so much more painful. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, just a great actor, man. Uh, too good. Rory, you'll be funny. That <laughs> <laughs> well, was very funny tonight. I fucking the crowd like me. I, I didn't see a I set, but honestly, every time I've ever heard you talk about a set, you're like, oh, I fucking killed it. Well, and I sometimes like you half did an not. Hour building you up to <laughs> fucking to get it to give you some advice, and then you fucking threw it in my face. I'm sorry. I like I, I thought about taking the advice. I was like, yeah, I'll probably do that though. And like fucking, I was like, Cam sound, uh, the blank sounds. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that person sounds a bit angry, but that's kind of just how they, they, they how that's going kind of how they sound half the time though. I don't know. I probably be thinking about it. Turns out thinking about it, just the exact right amount. Well, not enough to go. No, over not enough because you caught yourself the Rosa Parks of comedy. When he told me, I, when, you, when he told me what you said, I laughed a bit. Then I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh okay this is a thing now. also also, Rory if you really want to be the Rosa Parks of comedy you would sit at the back of the crowd not on the front of the stage I think doing tech is basically like sitting at the far 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 back <laughs> of the crowd because because uh, it's yeah. you know it's where all the good people sit uh, you know it's probably uh, I mean I get paid for doing it mm-hmm. you know I've come, I'm kind of at a point of privilege I can turn people's mics down Rory I, I can say with authority as someone who used to do tech at Infinite Jest uh, the people that do tech at Infinite Jest are pieces of shit 
They yeah. are the yeah. worst. <laughs> they, are, they are the scum. <laughs> the absolute scum of... But scum. eventually they get paid $3,000 to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> I would kill for $3,000 right now. I should just get paid by Not, not so. in front of an audience, though. <laughs> <laughs> I very well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a, this is a, a ch- can we splice in? This is a the, challenge. Can we splice in the like the audio from the video of Rory's set tonight I to wanna, see how well he? I want to splice in like every time Rory said that he did well on the show, <laughs> but he said it on the podcast. Just like have a whole episode of just how oh, I did really well tonight, and then we'll have each one followed by like. Uh, no, nah, I don't really have an episode. We legit thought. have a meeting about like. You know, if it's just going to be seen in a positive light, I can't be like on the podcast being like every gig is a fucking pile of shit. No, the gig was great. Yeah, the great, great it was audience. Actually, it was a really good. Like, it was a really good gig tonight. Audience, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a great yeah, time. Yeah, because went downstairs and fucking flyed people. Oh, well, there's no okay, one there that's, like five minutes. Hey, that's the show. great. That's behind the scenes work. But what about on the stage work? You know, that's that's. That's where I think, Rory, you're uh, dropping the ball. You didn't have a gig tonight. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. I, just, no, uh, I offered you and you went, eh. Here's the thing. He might not wait, have, wait, he, did you offer me? I offered like, hey, Ben, do you also want to get up? Because like, shouldn't like, because uh, I was like talking to people like, ah, oh, yeah, you might be on if Jez isn't turned this time because Jez is like apparently fucking too big to go to his own comedy show. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, do you want to go on? And, and uh, Shin was like, Pretty good. Oh, very high. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, and then I was like, he was the next one, like, Ben, what about you? And like, I don't know what you said. I'm guessing it was like, eh. or Shin was like. Yeah, you got to do your spots, man. Listen, whether or not Ben was got eating- on stage tonight, he's working an airy, airy, airy day in Adelaide. Yeah, Dude, that's right. I saw this motherfucker on the side of a bus <laughs> that's when right. I was just standing on a street corner. And oh. I and I got I got mad, but also <laughs> proud. <laughs> where I was just like, he's done really nothing to deserve this. But that's mm. my boy, Ben. That's my boy Ben on the side of a bus. Is yeah. this that world famous uh, world famous actor Ben Mulvey? World famous mime because I don't. Yeah, I guess uh, talk that's right. World famous in the uh, Australian state of South Australia, um, the great state, the great state of South Australia, um, Adelaide, best best country in the city. Best to AB, former, best AB in the former, world. Former uh, podcast guest James McCann. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm famous regionally famous in Adelaide because of a, a, a an ad campaign. I, which, which I won't I won't mention the name of the company because this isn't. I don't want to. You don't want to associate them with this pile of I don't shit. Sully, I don't want to sully the podcast with crash commercialism. You know. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no worries. That is the most polite way you could have phrased that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a it's a good ad spot. Yeah, thanks. It really I, is. I was really happy with the way it turned out. I mm. watched that ad with my girlfriend as soon as I found out about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, she, she was watching it Actually, while he I'm was having sex with her. I'm just going to quickly bring up that ad now. Because last time I checked, it had like over 100,000 views on YouTube, uh, which is... Is that a lot? I don't know what YouTube uh, Well, I don't know. Not, on, not in like terms of YouTube, but it's a lot for an ad that only is screening in South Australia, I feel like. I guess that's true. This is the thing. I actually think it's genu- like, who genuinely... Like ad on YouTube? I think it's like, genuinely funny. I think it's a funny yeah, ad. Yeah. I don't think... Like, it's not hilarious or whatever, but it's it's funny. I think you were really well cast in it. Yep. Uh, as, like, a... As, in, as, as, well, as a like, shut-in. Literally, my contract said, geek. <laughs> uh, which when but, they like when they pitched the ad to me, they were like, "Yeah, we're kind of going for like I kind of that, like a cool hipster." Sort I thought of they were going for thing. yeah, pompous geek. Uh, but, well, <laughs> I don't think I don't, that would have been uh, the pomposity is what you brought to the role. That would have been gilding the lily. I think <laughs> if on my if on my contract it said pompous geek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like like I watched it like by myself and I was like, "Oh, this is great! Got to show the girl." Uh, what did I call that? That's, that's like calling a Mrs. <laughs> Rory and the girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're a, we're a shitty TV show. Um, 
Uh, and then I was like, babe, check it out. Mm-hmm. And she watched it. She's like, okay. And I was like, no, no, babe, it's Ben Mulvey. And she was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, you don't get it, babe. And she's like, no, I get it. Like, it's a, it's I just a dog don't care about this, this is, internet okay, so ad. This, this, this ad that I did has 201,000 views on I guess that's a lot. On YouTube. It's, it, does, it sounds like a lot of numbers to me. I mean, it sounds like a lot of people to have seen me do a thing. Like, it's more people than have, should have ever seen you do a thing. It's more people than have ever seen me do stand-up comedy. Like, That's by lucky. By yeah. order of magnitude. Yeah. So, hey, I should move to Adelaide and try to capitalize on this. Uh, is, yeah, I was, I was actually thinking of this while I was there, because obviously it's, Adelaide's real... I had a good time, but it's mm-hmm. tough to get audience in. If you had come to Adelaide and you could have just marketed yourself as the guy from the bus, like the yeah. guy from the size of the buses, yeah. honestly, I think you would have got people in. You wouldn't have, I think, necessarily had a good show to give them. No. But they would have come. What if half yeah. the show was him, like, like getting into the show, not saying anything, waving at the crowd, sitting down, and, like, just like, just, like on the chair from he the He just advert. recreates everything yeah. from and the everything starts happening. <laughs> just all in, in ultra slow motion for yeah, 60 and the, minutes. And, of course, the opening 10 minutes is, of course, the dog from the ad. Who uh, <laughs> just The bust. dog from the ad. Honestly, that dog, Tilly, is the star of that ad. That's a yeah. cute, cute dog. Cute, uh, incredibly cute dog. Lovely we dog. Will, we'll put, we'll put the ad on. Uh, uh, we'll on splice the ad into the, the Infinite Jest website. Um, we'll splice it. There's like no talking in the ad. Why would he splice it into the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a musical break. We'll provide a link. We've, in we've the, already in the spliced it underneath this on uh, on iTunes. We'll provide a link uh, in the podcast. I'll we'll get Jez to say it out loud right yep. about mm, now. We'll do it as like one of those uh, video podcasts. But the whole yep. thing is black except for that <laughs> part where we put the ad in. And it's just all black afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. do that. Uh, Jez, you can do that, right? Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, we have the, we have the listenership that, that will uh, ever matter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we're going to stay true to our audience. And I think if, any, if they want anything from us, As it's your audience, less content. I think it's very good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I have a friend uh. who listens as well. I'll ask him. Hey, Ben. Yes. I want to check back in with you. Sure. Um, how's, how's, the, how's the medication? Uh, how's, how's, your, how's your life, buddy? Actually, honestly, Actually, my life's great at the moment oh sorry great for listeners who don't know uh ben is jez's grandfather apparently yes yeah that's why he's shaking his medication making sure he didn't that's why we have a, a very fraught avid, r- relationship avid will remember um the episode of the podcast uh this does count comedy as jez's one vocal year time plus comedy tragedy? equals depression equals depression that's right uh in which jez and i talked for what a good like 40 minutes or so about the fact that I one of our most second. popular episodes yeah with upwards of I don't want to say the number now. It's depressing. Please. <laughs> but no, there's it's some people. Hey, we're talking about depression, so... All right, yeah. Let's uh, say there's about 100 people listening to it. Wow, oh, that's, that's, that's actually that's, pretty good. That's actually it's pretty good. not a good number it's, for uh, podcasts. It's not, it's not 201,000 views on YouTube. Yeah, uh, maybe you could link our podcast in the video like, for that on YouTube. <laughs> and that would help like us. 40? No, 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 no. It's like 100 people listening to that just, one. How many that's people that listen to it were from Adelaide? I don't know. I should break down those metrics. You shouldn't. There's definitely some people. There's probably not. No, there um, are. There are definitely Adelaide people that listen to the podcast. Yeah. Hello. Well, next time you're in Adelaide, you should get to like go to a bus depot and find all the buses with my face on them, and then and spray like a QR them. code with a link to that episode Ooh. of the podcast. A little bit of guerrilla marketing. Uh, what's our What's our usual average? Uh, I think oh we we go anywhere from like forty to a hundred pretty much for episodes. Mm-hmm. Really? Again, guys, the <laughs> fact the fact that we're excited about this speaks. <laughs> To a, a level but of like, depression, a hundred person audience, like that's forty oh, people. That's like, 
Yeah, that's, that's a good open mic night. Like. <laughs> Forty people is a good night. I mean, yeah. it's it's growing, guys. That's, it's growing. Yeah, let's yeah, let's hop a little a bit less on it. To start off, have like ten listeners. Yeah, well, actually, like forty to one hundred is like good for guys, your first. Can we maybe stop? Good. Can we stop harping? On? Anyway, Ben, how's your life? My life, my life, pump it up. My life's great. The podcast is going great. Sure. Um, no, my life honestly is is going really, really well at the moment. Um, uh, what are you on? Are you would have said on the previous one, but uh, yeah. So I I am taking uh, a drug known as Prozac. Okay, um, classic, 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 classic drug. Prozac, classic antidepressant, classic SSRI, mm-hmm. or slated serotonin reuptake inhibitor, uh, as they are also known. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like honestly. I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm proselytizing um, about drugs or antidepressants or whatever. God, you um, don't want to sound like you're proselytizing at all. That's just a that's guys. A he likes five dollar words. Look, I do like five dollar words. I like using uh, precise if it words like that. Ben. It more precisely describes the and it's uh, important that people know he's smart. Thought that I'm trying to communicate. I just want to say, but like using words like that, you could have used that to buy a, uh, a pass to Infinite Jest every Monday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Dumb yourself down a bit. You can invite a few friends over here. You know, have yep. a big night. <laughs> so look, anyway, I don't want to proselytize um, about you know psychotropic drugs, um, but like I do. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, not they're great. They're pretty good. Yeah. Also, uh, Shroomfest coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, am I on that lineup? I'll be on that. Lineup. <laughs> yeah, you will, buddy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, Gotta find me some shrooms. <laughs> so, but anyway. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, I kind of, I feel like getting on antidepressants has actually changed my life. Like, I would not be surprised. Yeah, like, I, honestly, like where I am now, um, how I feel about myself, how I feel about life, how I feel about the future, like, ha- just like you feel like there is a future. As I feel like there is, is like, a big on, change. Like, I, I can't even get into like the levels on which like anxiety and neuroses and stuff have kind of been stripped away, and I just sort of feel like, oh, now I'm living life as. As a person lives life, like I feel like. Do you feel like um, you have fun? Because obviously, this is this is an improvement, right? But do you mm-hmm. feel like you you potentially your personality has changed in fundamental ways you didn't expect? Do you feel mm. like you're the same person, just happier, or do you feel like you're actually maybe a different person a little bit? No, I feel like because that's the fear I, I think I, I have. Yeah, about that, absolutely, I, that and that is a fear that I had going into it. But I really feel like I'm the same person, just with. Like the the the, I don't want to say like well obviously the negative parts about myself but like like the things that were causing me to act in really negative ways uh, like the anxieties that I had and the neuroses that I had and like you know the the issues that I had with depression and how they would like cause me to act in particular ways like obviously like I you know and, and we've had incidences in the past. Oh, uh, this is this. I've been thinking which, about. I've been thinking about this lately. Yeah. I'm definitely because I think uh, we had a, a thing a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, where I sent you a message, I was like, oh, we need to like take a friendship break, essentially. Yep. And I think I said something about how the relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. And you sent me a message back and you said, listen, I, I'm the toxic part of that relationship you set. Yeah. Like you were yep. the toxic part. I didn't reply because I was still upset at the mm-hmm. time. I've been thinking about that, though. No, that's a cooperative thing. Yeah. You, I think you can't, you can't, one person is not toxic. Like two people together and the thing they create, yeah. that relationship can be bad yeah and i think i've got plenty of problems that just i think they they it's like a it's an opposite of synergy mm-hmm. ben i'm gonna ask how does uh, this new outlook change the mulvey method is it the same or is it like oh that's an interesting question actually yeah, that like, is that is an interesting question because the mulvey method is primarily born out of a depressed person's approach to the world and then yeah. it's just working out because you're charming i suppose so yes 
Um, like, I, I guess I, I haven't really taken that much of a different approach in that. I, actually, I think it's kind of distilled the Molly method down to, and I think a lot of people have said this about me recently, I just have a like, generally more positive outlook and a positive attitude about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know, like, I, I think what it's solidified for me is the idea that um, I should try as much as I can in life to create as little friction as possible. And that both means, I think like the Molvin method essentially was about trying to have as little friction with life as possible by skirting around responsibility. But now I'm like, no, I want to have as little friction throughout my life because I'm doing the right thing and like I'm ensuring that like problems don't arise. And so I'm like taking proactive steps to stop things happening. So like, it's like, I'm still trying to be as chill and like <laughs> <laughs> you know like trying That's to have cool. as little could you like, just the movie method oh, just be fucking chill bro just be, just be hell chill just like yeah. just don't don't sweat the fucking small stuff you know like <laughs> I like now, I don't know, sorry sounds, don't it sounds really sweat dumb to say the small don't sweat the small stuff, stuff. you just gotta get this down yeah um Ben if I'm like, on the movie method can I still sweat Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sweating is integral I, to not I, only the Mulvey method, but the entire Mulvey experience. Can I still be small? Can I be a small person? You can be a small person. All right, yes. good. I mean, all uh, jokes aside, I fucking love the Mulvey method. And I'm very <laughs> forward to that book, man. I just love everything about it. And I love every time I try to get Glenn on the phone and I can't because he's Mm -hmm. avoiding me because of how he's interpreted your fucking Mulvey method. Yeah. (laughs) And I like the idea of the Mulvey method. Don't like it. There's a thing called the Mulvey method. I think it's very douchey to name something after yourself. Well, I... No, come on. That's only because you know him, I think. Yeah. Also, I didn't didn't name it after myself. I'm pretty sure. Did, Did I? Is there another um, Mulvey note? You've got alliteration of the M, the, the Mulvey method. Yeah, yeah, I think it was kind yeah. of a had a logo, thing. it could be like 2M. It's, it's good. It's good name. I, I hate it. Well, that's because you Okay, well, that's, that's your opinion, and that's fine. You can, you can have Wow, that he is on antidepressants. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is what I mean, right? Like, I, I just, I just, in every situation, I just try to be like, how can I not make this about myself and just, just like, I mean... Every, ugh, fuck, I sound it's like, pretty cool. I sound no. like such a heavy, but like, no, this everyone's like it's actually journey, really cool. Everyone's like, I, I honestly feel like, other than like some minor exceptions, in most situations, everyone is trying their best, and like, like far be it from me to presume that someone else is being a dickhead intentionally. Like, probably if they're trying their best, and if they're being, you know, like if they're being a difficult person in some kind of way, it's probably because there's something that's difficult that's happening to them, and. Just that's no, that's some enlightened shit. Yeah, I like yeah. this. I like this a lot. I think we should play D and D again. Now that yeah, we should play D and D again. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm longer, like like scared of any like anything <laughs> going to happen at all. Now I have one person. You've been hanging out with dice. <laughs> anyway, now that I have one person that's like might be nice to me during the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and, I just unless want, you roleplay as someone who's mean to me. <laughs> I, just want, I just want you to know. Yeah, yeah, the best thing for me is that you're mean to Rory. <laughs> <laughs> like I already did make a, a one mean. Ro- Mean, one mean joke to Rory uh, earlier in this podcast. No, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fangs haven't totally retracted. No, you've no, you still got the skills. Yeah, yeah. To uh, yeah, to, to as long as it's about my comedy career, people can always be mean. that's not me allowing it. That's mm. me uh, setting a fact. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but then yeah, how do you get booked for an Adelaide gig? 
Did they, did you know that? It was That's a curious question. Gig? Yeah, how did the oh, how did okay. the, so the, way, the, way, the gig come up? The way that ad came also, about. how do you get booked for a gig in general? I'm just looking, you know. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> a lot of free time. But he, <laughs> how does he get booked for anything if I other than that tech. question? I'd be doing a lot more gigs. Um, how I got booked for that ad was um, a friend of mine that I've known since high school. She works in sound design in like the local film and TV industry. Right, like teching for TV. Um, essentially, she, well, she does um, like sound design. So she mixes rather than records sound. Um, and she was giving a friend of hers as a director a ride to the airport, I believe, and he was saying, like, oh, I need to cast someone for this ad. They're meant to be like this. And she was like, oh, my friend Ben is a comedian, and he looks exactly like that. So the like his producer like went onto my Facebook and looked at my photos, and they're like, yeah, this guy looks okay for the ad. Did you scroll down far enough to see the, like, you as Charlie Brown getting your head shaved? Uh, I don't know if they saw that. They definitely saw, like, the photo of me, like, the classic, like, Oh like, yeah, that's like a beautiful chin on the. Hand. I'm gonna put this beautiful headshot up mm, on the website mm. because it's. I think the best photo of you ever taken. It's. I, I think it's absolutely the best photo of me ever taken. If I if I had no idea who that was, yeah. I would just fall in love with that man. Yeah, it's it's a great photo taken by my friend Merlin. Um, Merlin. 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 Don't do it. No. By the way, it's the that's the one thing on my store that's been bought. By the way, uh, you have a Merlin. No, 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 that no. photo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I see. By the way, and anything's after yourself, very douchey. On my Raw Corp store, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I saw my Rory Mitchell merchandise, that's the one thing that's like been bought that isn't me or Kane buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that JD that bought me on, sure a, on, a, JD. On, a, on a book I don't know, bag? that's how the story goes. Former, former Jester. Former Jester, yeah. Mm, one JD of the four, are you? Come, come back to us, JD. Uh, nah, his, his wife nah. told him to quit and he did. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if, uh, if my girlfriend ever told me to quit, it was... I mean, I'm 10k in the hole. What can what can I do at this point? <laughs> Quit. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got to do whatever she tells me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why um, so anyway, so um, I, did I finish that story? Basically, they um, yeah, you more or less got yeah, it. They, yeah, they saw the network. Friend they, of a friend. they gave me a call, and uh, and I was like, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because this job. Yeah, because I got offered. Um, I got offered like a a documentary thing. This mm-hmm. is a while back. I don't know. You might, you might remember this, but um. Uh, that came through. It was uh, the whole documentary idea was that you give up uh, generating metadata for a month, mm-hmm. yep. and so more or less you can't use phones, you can't use ATMs, you can't use technology. You got to be mm-hmm. like a luddite for a full month. And um, they had like uh, they pitched it to ABC. ABC was interested, uh, and then they needed to find somebody. And then the whole way that I got involved in it is they were looking for someone who might be interested. They said, oh, maybe look for a comedian. They're like, oh, we don't know any comedians. And then the guy who used to sleep with my ex-wife that I kind of know, who's in film and things, Uh uh, she asked him, she's like, oh, do you know anyone? He's like, oh, yeah, I know the only comedian I know. Yeah, it's Jez. Uh, And so I went in for the thing and like I was a front runner. I ended up not making it. But it's interesting how these casting things often seem to go through very roundabout ways and it's yeah. not like they go to like some authority like oh yeah. give us all your headshots it's just like some friend of a friend and then like they, i mean that was going to be a, a couple of grand you got like a yeah. bunch to do the ad and also it happens so it's a better thing yeah. but um <laughs> but it's interesting how like this stuff just sort of yeah and i think comes around absolutely like, and i think that's the way that most opportunities kind of arise and it's also like I think even outside of entertainment, like in uh, mm. in science, which I like, used to be a scientist, like apparently something like sixty percent of jobs in science are not advertised in any yep. in any form. Yep. It's just like oh, friend of a friend of a friend. Yep. And this is another reason I think the Mulvey method is great, is because if you don't ruffle feathers and you're just kind of a cool dude. I mean, it's not the purpose of it, mm. obviously, but like you people just end up knowing you and not resenting you, and then yeah. like when opportunities come, they're like oh, well that's a cool dude. Why don't I give it to him? That's how you got the telecom job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, it's how, it's how I got my university teaching job. That's like, that's basically how I got every job I've ever had in my life is just by... Being a cool dude. Being a cool dude. Um, Same. So, hey, my advice, <laughs> my advice to you, Rory, is be, be cooler. Every job I've gotten is like, like um, no joke, every job I've gotten, I've gotten by going in, handing in a resume, and then being like, yeah, we'll, we'll interview um, right now, sure. And right. then I just get the job. Yeah. And then I quit a few weeks later. From incompetence. Yeah. No, I quit. Yeah. I got asked to, I, they asked me to quit. No, once. I've quit from incompetence before. Like, I was a fire steward repairman. I was terrible at the job. And then I just left a note that said I quit. And then I <laughs> left. And then oh, about a week later, they called me out like, are you coming back in? And I was like, no. I let, didn't you get my note? <laughs> and they <laughs> was like, there's a speeding fine in the van that we gave you. I was like, yeah, I guess send that to my house. I'm done with this job. No, Jess, uh, I didn't but quit. I quit because I was incompetent. So wait, a firing extinguisher repairman. Yeah, fire extinguisher repairman. What does that Worst entail? Job, how, you repair also, fire hard, extinguisters. Okay, dumb. How obviously, hard could it but like, be? How, like, what <laughs> is the process of repairing a fire? All right, so so it's uh, more of a fire extinguisher service man, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what he does is he fixes the glass to make a break. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone crashes it, uh-huh. you go and you replay the glass. Um, no, so you got to go like fire extinguishers. You got to get serviced. So that they're like ready in case of fires. So every six months, like, they need to be serviced, right? So, yeah. you, so you pick them up, you test the pressure. You might need to like discharge them and replace seals and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. It's going to be ready in case of a fire. Uh, and the company I worked for, like I was, this is the only time I ever went on unemployment, like in in uh, whatever we call it, the doll. Mm-hmm. Um, I got back from Malaysia when I was in, with the army. I had a bunch of money, so I watched movies that I bought from malaysia mm-hmm. like pirated movies i bought like 600 movies and i spent three months not leaving the house just watching dvds nice. and then i went all the way back and then watched all the commentaries <laughs> it was sick bro <laughs> it was so good also discovered crystal meth and uh, oh, yeah, so i yeah, yeah, yeah. had a lot of time to watch um yeah. but yeah so i did that for like three three months and then i ran out of money mm-hmm. and i was like oh fuck i'm out of money and i don't like this whole idea of going on the doll so i was like well, I went on it for like a week or so, and they were like, you got to find a job. And I was like, yeah, I've got to find a job. So yeah. I took the first one I could find. Fire extinguisher repairman, $500 a week uh, to do real long hours, mm-hmm. drive half an hour to get to work. And then you have to go and not only install uh, fire extinguishers, pick up fire extinguishers, and like actually shooting fire extinguishers, that's fun. Yeah. Like that's, with a gun uh, from far yeah, away. Yeah, that's right, with mm-hmm. shotguns. And then, like, like, then like, uh, like the air comes out and the guard's like, oh, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you hide in a cardboard box. And, yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, like, like getting a fire extinguisher and, like, and like firing it, that's great. And sometimes you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but servicing it, not so fun. And also trying to convince people to buy a bunch of fire extinguishers, not really a job I wanted to do. Oh, so you're servicing and a salesman. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, the sales thing is the thing I hated the most. Yeah, sales is fucked. I yeah, like I've never been... fire extinguishers is going to be the easiest part of the world to be like, hey, you don't want this place to set on fire. What if you set a fire before you came in? And that like, sounds like I'm a, I'm a mob boss. <laughs> hey, hey, it'd be a real shame if this place was to set on fire. <laughs> but it wouldn't be a shame if you had a fire extinguisher, right? <laughs> That's the thing. I fucking hate sales. I, the only time I've ever, like, working that job for, like, four days mm. is the most I've ever done in sales. And I fucking hate it. It feels evil, right? You're trying to yeah. trick people into buying something. That, I mean, obviously, fire extinguishers you need. But they were like, hey, don't, don't get, sell them one fire extinguisher. Sell them six fire extinguishers. Tell them anyone in every room. It's just like, nah, bro. I would rather, I'm going to leave you a note quitting and then leave. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was the worst job I ever had. Wow. It's but yeah, I've terrible. never been a. I've never. I've never quit due to incompetence. It's always because I get really bored of the job. Yeah. 
The worst job I've ever had um, was when I was working as the manager of a Domino's Domino's Pizza. Oh, I think you've talked about this a bit on stage, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've tried to tell. Like, this is a story basically that I I did in my like um, show for Fringe, right. and then I tried to tell it on stage a couple of times, and it's it's not really. Oh, worked. this is on an infamous night that I think you told this, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, but I mean, t- uh, I wasn't really listening. So, what, what was the what was the thing? Oh, uh, basically, um, so the like working. I mean, yeah, f- working in fast food fucking sucks. Like the like the temerity, not temerity. The the the, the disregard that people are allowed to have for people who work in fast food, like the way. Oh you yeah, you're fucking like, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Fucking like it's it's not even like it's just like an assumed attitude that people are gonna have to people working in fast food that you can just be a fucking dickhead like you yeah look at any mcdonald's on like a friday night like people are just animals yeah I, I worked at mcdonald's like late shift that was like my first job or second job mm-hmm. um but i loved it because we were like on the we were on the um like where you would drive back from going to the casino yeah like you would pass our mcdonald's mm-hmm. And it was so often that people would come through who had, like, won a bunch of money at the casino. Oh, yeah. And they were just, like, filled with largesse. And, mm-hmm. like, it was really great fun. Um, and uh, then the people who lost, you could laugh at them. Yeah. Uh, do you think it says a lot about the kind of people who go to the casino that the first thing they think to do when they've won Let's a bunch of Let's fucking buy some nuggets! <laughs> we are in Perth, it's Western large. Australia. Yeah, sure. A lot of mining money. Um but I think, like, the, the most dispiriting thing about working at fast food is because, obviously, like, you know, fast food, as with any kind of corporate business or corporate interest, like, they are trying to efficientize or make more efficient, like, all their processes. Yeah. And what that leads to is, like, you have to make as many fucking pizzas as efficiently and as quickly as sure. possible. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you, you, you just feel like you're essentially, like, a cog, you're a cog in, in, a, machine. in a machine. Sure. Um, because it's not really about the work you do it's like they're trying to train you to do something that a robot could do but like you're more efficient at this stage in yeah like technology but if, yeah, if they could robot, have an actual robot they, an actual they robot would doing it they would fucking have a robot doing yeah it. um and also just like so okay in terms of like people just how old being were you nasty, when you worked there uh this is probably like 24 to 26 here's a question did you get high before you came into work oh Every fucking day, every like when <laughs> then, I was when I was the manager. When I was the manager, isn't no, it fine? No, 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 no. Because this is when I was like, like this was a period in my life when I was quite depressed, and I was working in fast food. And what? I hated it. what? Crazy! I was working in fast food and I hated it, and so I was smoking weed every day just because I was like, fuck this, and uh, I would like I would yeah. roll into work at like four in the afternoon and just be high as shit and like go and stand in the cold room for a couple of like for like for like 10 minutes to like <laughs> try to like ease myself right, out the chill out room you yeah the chill out room basically <laughs> and like so like I would have people um I had a woman once um call uh, me had that dream uh, <laughs> I, okay so in front of her two small I children, liked your comment her two yeah. like knee high children I had a woman oh. call me a fucking cunt because oh. her pizza was 15 minutes late oh. and it's just like like what like what like I've never been that angry about anything in my entire life. I have. And at she's you. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and she was that angry about her pizza being fifteen minutes late. Yeah. But like what like what is going on in your life that you feel it is okay to fuck it like to call another person a fucking cunt. Alright, so I'm a, I don't want to defend her, uh-huh. but I do want to remind you of something you said a few minutes ago. Yeah. 
Like, if she's acting out, yeah, this is true. then something... Like, she's got two knee-high kids, yeah, yeah. probably an abusive husband, yeah. uh, <laughs> having a bad time. I feel, like, I feel like that kind of stuff actually just boils down to something very simple. It's usually people who, like, never worked in retail before that are just huge cunts. I do think... Yeah, I'm, I actually do think I have a lot more empathy for service people because I've been one. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I worked at McDonald's, obviously, but also, like, I, think, I, I worked yeah. in uh, coffee shops for of, years. I think like, mandatory military service, people should have to do mandatory fast food service. That's not a bad idea. mandatory military service? I have fucking... Best I've heard of this, I've not done it yet. Okay, no, no. We don't do that in this country, but okay. in other countries, there is a system where yeah. people do mandatory military service. But like I think like in, for Ge- the good of society- in Germany, uh, their system is you do military service or you volunteer for like um, the uh, like the Red Cross or whatever, right? So yeah, really uh, which military. I think is really cool. It's like oh, have you I got a conscientious exemption? Like, I think I'm a, you still I, do service. I think I'm a better person for having worked in fast food in the service industry. Yeah, because I be- I tell you this, I get better service yeah. because I'm not a cunt. Yeah. I'm nice to them. Not like so I get better service or whatever. But you can see it in their eyes where they're like, oh, this is a person who will treat me like I am like a, also a person. Like I'm also a person. Yeah. yeah. I, I it's, get, that's obviously rare because they're so relieved sometimes. Yeah. I get that. I also get the opposite of that where it's like, oh, I really should have been a cunt. This person would have like served me a little quicker. Uh, I don't think it's how it's going to work. No, no because like, uh, no, like I, I don't mean like being a cunt, but like being like a little more aggressive because uh, I was at KFC recently mm-hmm. and uh, I waited 15 minutes for my burger. Uh, sorry, for my, for my uh, obviously my, my original tennis yep. uh, back, of course. The of course. Only, only thing to get. Uh, because, uh, because they thought they already gave me my food and mm-hmm. I was just waiting like, it's a mistake. They'll, they'll realize it. Yeah. And, and the whole time ahead, I was like, I wish I was a cunt. Yeah, so I've been there. I've been there. I've been. Well, in that I got news for you, Rory. No, but I've been in that situation, and it is a bummer because it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm, You're I'm completely unimportant, and no one cares about me, and no one's aware of my existence. Um, oh, but yeah, that is totally the thought process I had when I did not get a burger from uh, some burger joint that doesn't exist in Leadville anymore. Um, but not since they crossed Adelaide's Ben not Mulvey. Since they crossed fucking Adelaide's favorite son, Ben Mulvey. It was grilled. So everyone knows. Um, no, I think this is pre-grilled. This was like this is like two thousand and f- it was like two thousand and five. Just a patty. Went to this place. Um, this is yeah, this this memory is fucking burned into my mind. Like this is stuck with me. I understand. All these have been better in my mind as well. But okay. But here's the thing, right? Do I think that I would be better off? getting angry and like being like hey where's my burger or am i better off just like let like letting them ignore me and then they then they discover their mistake and they feel super guilty and then they give me like uh a, like a free burger card with it already stamped because like they they, they because because i'm very sad and i look like i'm about to cry I feel like being pathetic at food places is great. And it, yeah. it I feel me- like it's expected. <laughs> no, 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 no. The thing is, like, like being, like, my level of pathetic, where, like, where I go to, like, Zambiris and order, like, a burrito with double meat, please. And can I, uh, sorry, like, w- with regular meat, please. And I'll just have cheese, no salad or salsas, nothing like that. You know, salad doesn't cost extra, right? Yeah, he just doesn't like salad. I don't eat vegetables. Uh, anyway, he's had worms thirty uh, thousand times. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure bugs love vegetables. I'm pretty sure we're all like yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think I think the worms thing is not related to not eating salad. But well, I also I'm think, pretty sure it is. Related. But I also think both things are completely fucked. <laughs> anyway, and like, and all of that, and they'll be like, "Are you sure you don't want salad?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm fine." I'm like, "You know what? Just for you, we'll give you double meat." 
And you also, you look a little sick. Also, you know what? We'll, we'll make this a burrito at Chiquito. Give you a little bit of a, a discount as well. And I'll just go... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Please, sir. <laughs> May I have some more? Oh... <laughs> uh. And, uh, and that's why I think being pathetic is a good thing. <laughs> mm. I, I, I make sure to bring a stool with me. Every, every time I go to St. Mary's, I make sure to bring a stool with me. I sit down in it, take all the power away from me. Yeah. And I let them just fucking... I feel like, hey, Rory. I feel like being pathetic is a good thing. Could yep. be the title of every podcast we put out. <laughs> hey, Rory, do you um, go up on stage and intentionally do a bad job? So that you can feel pity for yourself afterwards. No, I just do a really good job. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like, and this I mean, now now oh, that I'm um, all right, now that I'm on antidepressants and everything's great and everything's going to be perfect for the rest of my life from now on. Uh, I don't feel this way anymore. But certainly, like when I was in in the more depressive states of my life, like feeling pity for yourself. I find the process of feeling p- like self-pity is much more gratifying than a lot of accomplishments I've had in my life. Like when you're in a position where you can just be like, yeah, the world's wronged me. And <laughs> shit's bad and it's not my fault. I think this, like, that is absolutely that is the a, most comforting feeling you can ever have. Yeah. Also the most self-destructive. Oh, it's so self-destructive. But it's so fun. So good. Yeah, why is everything that's so fun mm. gen- genuinely like so self-destructive? Like there are fun things that are good, mm. but not the funnest. The funnest the hardcore drugs. Bad, oh. I, think it, yeah. I think it's the idea of bad to the bone. Well, something so bad, you die and waste away to just a skeleton. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's good. You know? Yeah. I don't. Can no, you elaborate further on the point? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll elaborate further on this point I just made up in my head. Uh, yeah, sure. You know when people are like, oh man, I'm bad to the bone. Uh-huh. This is my new character, a guy who calls himself bad to the bone. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, that's so cool, but he's probably an abusive husband. <laughs> it's like, you know he's a bad person, but it's like his, his self-destructive tendencies and stuff, like his constant drinking, his beating his wife, his raising his kids to become a, like, become a man that he basically is as well, which is kind of like just like a... Kind of spreading a seed a bit wider, you know, like like two kids. That's like two hymns, you know. He's leaving far too much evil in the world. He dies because of a skeleton, but you know he had a bunch of fun. But I mean, a good parent. <laughs> I've lost my original point. Jez, uh, bad to the bone. Huh? You're, you're explaining that that concept. What a great yeah. song, George Thorogood. Bam. <laughs> oh man, I hope that's the guy that sung the song. It sure is. Oh yeah, up top. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for our listening audience, uh, Roy just no, yeah, slapped tell him. his own knee. Uh, <laughs> not, no. But you know what? Ben did go for the high five. It was a real knee slapper. It's but I was, uh, I was too too not confident myself. Yeah. To too self-pitying like, to assume that I would have gone for the high five. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm not old sure. Ben wouldn't have. Have we talked about no. this on the podcast how you always assume I'm going to hit you? Yeah, no, we haven't, I guess. Rory mm-hmm. always assumes yes. that if I move near him... Uh-huh. Then I am planning on connecting a punch to his face. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. Like, does it? Because I've never ever struck him in anger. Yeah, but have you heard nor have I threatened things, to. Have you heard most of the things that Rory has ever said? <laughs> <laughs> 
dude, this this guy's a real victim. And I, I like to think I'm bad at the bone. Honestly, it's it's so infuriating. You're bad at comedy to the bone. Oh, it's How so in, it's so infuriating. Damn it! I was so woke earlier in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've been going progressively more to sleep. This is the thing: being around someone. I who think assumes, it meant to wearing off like, bit by bit. I think being around someone who assumes that you're going to victimize them makes you want to victimize them and mm. to come back around to it. Hey. That's my part and the toxic part of our oh, relationship. There we go. But it's not happening anymore because I've gotten some success. Yeah. Just things have gone well and suddenly I believe in myself a little bit. Yeah. And it's all okay. And now you believe and in yourself and I've stopped bullying yourself. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end, really? Yeah, fuck it. That's the end. <laughs> And that is the episode. Thank you for tuning in once again. You can follow me on Twitter at Infinite Jazz or on Facebook and, and Instagram. All of, all, all of that is at Infinite Jazz. Uh, and you can uh, tweet at us. Tweet at us if you uh, want us to talk about something or if you just want to let us know you listen to the show uh, at Brief Hideous on on, on the Twitterverse. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in one more time. We, uh, we'll, we'll be with you every Monday. Uh, I, I, I've been able to do this for three weeks in a row. Let's see how far I can push it. Uh, and until then, I am going to be real fucking excited to go back home. <laughs> this has been episode 27, Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Uh, episode 27, I'm the Rosa Parks of Comedy. I said about your city living They told us that the streets were paved with gold And some of us believed them And left our homes and came and looking But that was just another story they told I got to get back and see my people Someday and somewhere My old Uncle Henry don't believe in them Airplane, Lord, you know you sure been good to me. Gave me piggyback rides down them dusty highways. When I came just up to his knees, I got to get back and see my people someday and somewhere. I never thought I'd be lost and searching for one warm, friendly smile. I never thought I'd be running through them city streets like a a newborn child. No, no, no. For one warm, friendly smile I never thought I'd be 
the city streets like a, a newborn child. But here I am and I, I got me some people and I know that they love me. And I know just where to look this time. Collard beans and cornbread on my Sunday dinner. And don't you know that make me think it's working out fine. When I get back to see my people someday, and someway, and someday. 